what's happening happening it's your boy ancient and welcome to culture interludes today we've got a very important guest in the building she goes by the name of tumi turner i don't want to say much um so let her introduce herself tell us um who you are where you're from um what do you do um thank you so much for having me i've been really excited to do this interview for a while um yeah i'm dumi turner originally from durban but now based in cape town and quite simply i'm a hip-hop dj yeah so please tell us um how did you get into the music industry how did you get into being a dj um because you would have been an a r manager you could have been a singer you could have been um, a producer but what made you decide like I want to be a DJ and I want to play hip-hop like what drove you to that decision of being a DJ the main part of my life that made me realize that I'd want to become a DJ was around about grade 8 to grade 9 that was a time where I was consuming music actively and listening to a lot of it I was spending a lot of time on SoundCloud digging for new artists that, that are pretty underground or people don't really know about going back, trying to um, look at what songs they, they sampled for their music and things like that. From there, at school during break time, we'd be sitting with my friends and I would play music and put their, basically put them onto new artists and say, oh guys, there's this new person. Um, how about you listen to this song and that song? And in the boarding house, we'd play music on the speaker and I'd basically be on orcs and telling them um, and letting them listen to these people that I found on SoundCloud. And from there, my friends made me realize that it became such a regular activity that I wanted, I figured that I want to do something related to music. But at the time, I couldn't play an instrument. Um, I was part of the choir, but I thought that my, my singing voice is pretty average and I can't rap and I, I wouldn't want to be a songwriter. So the next best thing for me, which was as close to playing music for people, was to become a DJ. And that was the main, that was the main moment that made me decide that that's what I want to do. And to become a hip hop DJ, that decision was influenced when I had already started to learn how to DJ. And I had to decide and really look because um, I was tempted to go the house route. But when I looked at the music that I really do consume a lot and I love, it was really hip hop. And also um, my management, were they reassured me and said that going the hip hop route would work more for me because that's what I love. That's who I am. I'm really deep into hip hop and stuff. Yeah. So like, do you remember like some of the songs that you play for your friends? And do you remember like the songs that they sampled? remember like any any samples of the artists that you're playing used in the songs or is it like far-fetched of the memory i can definitely remember who i was listening to at the time because um this is 2014 2015 and i was really into the soul action vibe which hadn't really grown as much as it's grown now and so the sound was new and I was, I was listening to hip-hop at the same time but that was like the most prominent sound to me because it was so brand new and exciting to find um i remember tom mish your anderson park um the soul action djs like joe k esther medicine um their music they were kind of fairly underground 
in a, in a sense, but growing at the time, but no one really was big on them then. So I was putting my friends on. Um, and I remember song, listening to songs like um, Tom Mish has a song called High, and he sampled On and On by Erica Badu. There's another song um, called Can't Explain It on his beat tape one. And he sampled The Colorado Trail by Dave Grusin. It's a really old song from like 1970-something. So, and I remember going through the sample and listening to that. Um, but yeah, that that was the the music that I was listening to at the same time with hip-hop. But that was more exciting because it was brand new, you know, to me and to my friends. Um, it's, it's, you know, there's like a crazy thing, right? Like many djs when you find out what they play like let's say they play house right um you'll find out that they were a big fan of house music from back then and then now they're playing house because that's how that's what they understand and that's what they like you know but you see that you were listening to like more soulful stuff jazzy stuff because uh anderson park tom mitch that's like more jazzy vibes um soulful vibes um, and then you also listen to K-pop at the same time, and I feel like they actually like integrate into each other, and they kind of like feed off each other because trap has, if you listen trap properly today, it's got um, R&B elements, it's got soulful elements, jazz elements to it, right? Um, so when you decide to be a DJ, right? Um, obviously, you told your parents that okay, cool, I'm still studying um but this is what i want to do you know um i want to dj um so how did your parents take it um not to put anything into color or anything like that um but you know in terms of like black parents the more you tell them you have to decide to do um something in the arts like um djing for example um or rapping or singing or acting you know um they're a bit more why don't you become a doctor a lawyer you know it's a more stable job um like how did your parents take it when you decided to like how did your family take it when you decided to tell them like i want to be a dj hey the one about parents is it's a it's a tricky conversation but i definitely remember telling them in mid in high school i told them that i want to be a dj and they gave me the same response of focus on school. You haven't even reached matric yet. Um, maybe it's a phase. By the time you're in grade 12, you you would have thought of something that you really want to do that's not being a DJ. So from that day, I never spoke about it in, throughout high school. And every time they'd ask me about what I want to do, I would give them some other career option. But in my mind, I knew that whether I did something outside of music or in music, the plan will go full circle and I'll land up being a DJ at some point in my life. Then university came, of course. First year went by, I didn't do anything. Second year, I started to work on, on the dream and wanting to become a DJ. And I did it behind their back. I never told them. I did mention it once, I remember in June of 2019, and my mom told me to stop. She said, wait until you have finished your undergrad and then we can talk. But I was impatient and I was tired. I've been delaying for so many years and I want to see movement. So I just continued with the plan. I learned how to DJ. I started playing gigs. And then came the day where Nasty C was about to start his Iverson tour. And his pre-party, his pre-tour party was, was hosted at Sneaker Cartel. 
and I was put on the lineup for it. And my name was on the poster. So now you can imagine I'm excited. I, my name is on the same poster as Nasty C and it's his tour pre-party. So, and, I, and that's news that I wanted to share with my parents. So what I did was I forwarded the poster onto our family group chat and I turned off my phone. I never said anything. I went, I played the gig. I never mentioned anything. Um, I had sent the poster anyway until I went back home in September and then I, we had the conversation. And they seemed to be quite unsupportive. They weren't really happy. They were, for them, they felt kind of disappointed that I, I left them out of the process of me starting to become a DJ. But I felt like I had no choice because they said that they didn't want me to do this. So there was no way for me to say that I'm doing it when I've been told to stop. And eventually, by December, when they started seeing me actually doing things outside of Cape Town and now in Durban, and they saw how serious I was, they became so supportive. Now my mom tells all her friends that I'm a DJ, so yeah. Like, that's a very interesting story that you told us right there. Um, one thing I've noticed, like with black parents or any parents in general, is that they don't understand the science and the business behind the industry. You know, they don't understand how you make money when you tell them that you want to be a DJ or a singer. They don't understand how you're going to sustain yourself in the future. This is why they're worried about it, you know. But that takes us to the next question. Um, how do you handle the pressure of being a female DJ? Um, because I've noticed that your posters um, with Tashinga and them and Sometimes you say that you're the only female DJ on the lineup. So how do you handle the pressure of being the only female DJ on a certain lineup? To be honest, when it comes to pressure, I think that the level is pretty much on the same playing field um, in terms of, you know, how much work you're putting in and what you're doing and, and your job, really. It's the same across all boards. And I, I would hope that in future we, we get rid of this la this thing of labeling women in the industry as a female rapper or a female DJ, because at the end of the day, what I'm doing is no different to a man who's doing the exact same thing. Um, so when I see my name um, on the lineup and I'm, on, I'm the only female, it doesn't you know, add or subtract to what my job is because when I get behind the decks, I'm doing exactly the same thing as everyone is doing, maybe even better. But, you know, I'm I'm there to entertain. I'm there to, you know, create a great atmosphere for people to enjoy their night. I'm there to play music. I'm doing what I love. And the next DJ who's a man is doing the exact same thing and their goal is the exact same as mine. So in that aspect, I think that the, the pressure is should be held at the same level. And that's how I feel. When I get there, I'm focused on what I'm going to do there, not the fact that I'm the only female. Um, I mean, of course, there there is that little difference where you do feel like the, the lens is a little bit more focused on you in terms of I would play and a, a male would come up to me and, and say, oh, you're a hip hop art, you're a hip hop DJ. That's different. I would have expected you to play house. Okay, so my reaction is okay. And there have been occurrences where someone who, a male who is a DJ would, you know, comment and say, you play hip hop pretty well for a, a female. I've never heard it like that from a female. And for me, that's not how I want to be judged. I want my skill level and my craft to be judged as equally as it is to men because I'm doing the same thing as they're doing. And 
I don't want someone to say that I'm better because I'm a female and because they heard other females play. I want them to say that I'm better and I'm the best at what I do because I'm topping everyone, male or female, at, you know, being a DJ. Uh, what you said right there is very true. Um, like, must put away the stigma of um, you're a female rapper, you're a female DJ, you're a female producer, you know. Um, since we're all doing the same thing, why well, we gotta, like, you know, um, put the female before what you do, you know. We're all DJs, we're all producers, whether you're female or male. Um, but what you're saying right there is very true, I agree with you. Um, you know, it's crazy. Um, like, I'm very happy to see like what you guys have been doing with the Shinga, um, Esna Katao. I'm happy that you guys, you know, you're coming together and you're creating vibes, you know. Every Friday is going down, it's lit. Uh, so how did you and Tashinga like get together and start working together? So I met Tashinga in late 2018 for the very first time and round about, and he doesn't remember, but I remember, but our real working relationship started in 2019. I started doing club promo for one of the clubs that he was a resident DJ at and um, I was about to exit in round about March and he offered me you know, to join his events curation group and do promo and other things there. So I agreed. And one day at an event, he we had a conversation. He asked me what I wanted to do. And I told him that I wanted to be a DJ. And then we had a meeting after that. And I, he saw that I was serious and he offered to be my mentor. So he taught me how to DJ. He's been, you know, a, a real mentor advising me on how to move forward, um, in the game, you know, how the industry works, you know, getting gays. Eventually I signed under his management group and him and Paul have been, have played like a huge role from the beginning of my career. Coming from, from learning to finding my name to, you know, my first gig to everything, him and Paul have played a huge role and they still play a huge role to this day. So any event there, he's helped to put me on and not just me, but other DJs you see that sneaker cartel lineup or all the other lineups it's we're all in it together as a team and yeah he's been very supportive throughout my journey like it's so amazing like how um like your energies have just like brought you guys like all together i love it when like you know like the younger guys in the game get together um they've got a similar goal similar vision and you know they just do what needs to be done you know and push the culture forward um we're coming to a close of the interview um so i was asked if you did this question if you had to make a song right now right which producer would you work with which artists would you work with just give me two artists that you will work with on a song if you had to do a song right now right now if i were to drop a song I would feature new wave artists because we're about to, you know, into the period of transition where the new the new kids on the block are gonna take over and become the new stars. Um so I'd choose Costa Titch. I love his vibe. I think he's got the game on lock with the kids. Um so he's dope. And Dee Koala, she's she's an amazing rapper and I love her music. 
So those are the people I would choose. And producer-wise, I'd go with Tweezy or Gemini Major just because they're, they're A1 producers who know the game and really versatile. So, yeah. We've come to the end of our interview. Thank you very much uh, for taking our time and doing this interview with us. Um, we thank you for giving us some insights on how you became this great DJ, you know. Um, thank you for being part of this journey uh, with us on connecting the world with African pop culture. Um, thank you very much. Thank you again for having me and for doing this interview. Um, I hope to have many more interviews and, you know, many more gigs and, you know, just keep doing what you're doing and putting on other people so that people can become more aware because that's what we need right now in the game in order to change things. But yeah, thank you so much again.